I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and I'm sitting here with some old friends of mine from back in the day. And if you guys have read some of the exploits from Mastering Yourself, my second book, I've got some of you guys have met before, Andy, Andreas. Hello, guys. My name is Andy Kunert. I'm a real estate broker and a property manager in Central Florida. And I have been in the financial real estate and mortgage business for about 22 years here in the U.S. And so I have a special guest with me today, Mr. Mike Metters, who Mike was the sales rep who handled all of our advertising Mm -hmm. back in the day when we used to advertise on the local Fox affiliate in Orlando and it was he was nice enough to drive down because he had a lot of stories that he wanted to talk about in the day. I've got of, lots of stories. <laughs> lots of things that happened that I wrote about in Mastering Yourself. He was a big reason for all the success that we had back in the day. And he's a great public speaker. Thank he's been a great connector. He's been a, a great friend over the years. And a big part of my success, I and Andy's success for that matter, mm-hmm. we owe to this guy. So Mike Betters? It's a it's a very kind that you say those things, but I would I could say this same things about you and Andy as well. Uh, so my name is Mike Metters. I was uh, I was born and raised in Sanford, Florida. I went to the University of Southern Mississippi and wasn't a very good student. I majored in radio, tele, radio television, and film, and I made a I graduated college with a two point two, and I got out and I started running a camera for Fox television and wearing jeans and t-shirts to work. And I looked across the place and I went, what do those guys do in the suits? And they said, they're called account executives and they make all the money and drive the nicest cars and have big watches. And they go, that's what I want to do. And so, uh, they go, Hey, you can't do that. I had long hair and I drove a three door, four door car because out of three doors, one was ripped off and I had a big piece of plastic and they go, come on, buddy, you're not going to get that job. And so, and so it took me two years to get the job and I finally got the job, and uh, so I became an account executive. And years gone by, and I met this guy, who this uh, young guy, and he he said he wanted to be the John Morgan of real estate. And uh, he, and I go, okay, well, great. So tell tell people who John Morgan is. We're gonna do a little bit of name dropping today, sure, because he has been big in all of our lives. I wouldn't be where I am if it hadn't been for John Morgan, who's also known as Pot Daddy. In Florida, so right. tell tell people who John Morgan so is. So John you know Morgan better is, anybody. is the biggest uh, uh, personal injury attorney in Florida. He uh, uh, championed uh, medical medical marijuana in uh, Florida. He's been rumored to uh, at one point to run for governor, and he has been my client and friend for a long time. And I'll tell you the quick story about uh, I didn't talk to him for two years, and finally he uh, I had a chance to talk to him and. Since then, we became friends, and he has people over his house. He's a big uh, Democratic supporter uh, in the Democratic Party, so he'll have, he has the biggest house in Seminole County, and uh, he has these parties, and he says, oh, you want to meet Charlie Crist or Barack Obama? Barack Obama was $15,000, so one time— um, Everybody comes to kiss John Morgan's ring. Yes. If any Biden— Obama, yes. Pelosi, they all come to John Morgan's place and they kiss his ring. He's the man. He's the man. He is the man. And he and uh, so anyway, so let me tell you the story about Corey. So Corey goes, I, I want to meet John Morgan. And I said, well, he's got this party coming up and 
I don't, let me ask him, but you're going to have to, I think it was $500 or something. And Corey goes, no, 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 I always go. So I'm, I'm trying to give Corey, the way I remember, trying to get him to like, hey, don't, because there's going to be a lot of people, and a lot of people's, you know, glad-handed John and trying to get to John. And so you got to be real cool because, you know, he's, you know, he's, a, he's famous. And, you know, and Corey's like, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. So we go to the party and I think I'm, you know, lost Corey for a while. And then here's the next thing that I know. I, I, next time I speak to John, he goes, that kid, Mike, that kid, that kid stayed in my house all night. I, he was the last person to leave. When, and uh, so I think it was like 29 or 30. This was like 1999 or 2000, I think. But he liked Corey. And he goes, he goes, I, I, I like that kid. And, and then Corey, can, I guess he invited you to his office and gave you some ideas about real estate or excuse me, about television advertising, right? So I was just starting to advertise in real estate. And this was after Annie and I had started working together. And we were interested in generating leads. And so we had a, a, like a cheesy infomercial for a real estate mortgage company that was working. And then I had just started working with Mike and like he was doing 30 second spots, I think in the news for us and some other things advertising our different mortgage and real estate products. And I wanted to talk to John because John was like, on, he was on all the television stations. He was in, he was like on like all over town. He was on all the buses. He had bus benches. He had ads. He had big billboards. He was on the radio. I mean, the dude was everywhere. I, I think he's one of the largest personal injury terms in the uh, in, um, companies in the country, yes. isn't he? He, he, so, he? That's his ad now. He said, I'm the Lord. And size matters. He's the yeah. biggest. He's, yes. He, so when it comes to personal injury, John Morgan is, he's the apex predator, if you will. Right, he is. He's the big dog on the block. Very mm -hmm. successful, very wealthy. He's a really cool, nice guy. He was very kind to me. Let me, let me step it. Well, let me, let me finish. So I wanted, I wanted to just pick his brain about advertising because, you know, I was looking... Do I advertise on bus benches? Do I advertise on buses? Do I do radio? What about these other television stations? And so I wanted to meet him and pick his brain and, and get some advice. And so Mike told me about this fundraiser. I think it was Tom Gallagher, who was, I think, the controller at the time of the Maybe. state of Florida, Maybe. was running for governor, which he ended up losing. And so he was John had a, a fundraiser at his house for his political campaign. So we went, and so we were hanging out, and that's how... I met John. And I asked him. I, I told were him. Were you that the last one to leave? There were a handful of us there. His kids. <laughs> what's funny is his kids were there at the time, and they were like little. Babies. They looked just like him, which was funny. It, it's funny seeing them now because they're all on TV doing the commercials, they're and they're all lawyers. And it's like I remember they're like they were all little little kids at the time running around his house at, at this big party, and all these big wigs were there. And so I was there because I, I wanted to learn. I, I went up to him and I said. Hey, I wanted to see if I could get together and pick your brain and learn. And then he says, "Call my assistant, Tiffany." Let me stop you there, because here's the here's the thing, and I'm, I'm not saying that I'm John would invite me to his uh, birthday party, but but I know John well enough that everybody wants his time. Everybody wants to talk to him about something or investments and what about it? buy this. So so what was impressive to me and still impressive that Corey. Impressed him enough because think about that guy. If you guys know who he is, and if you Google him, he is famous for a lot of different reasons. And so the the presidents the genius, come and right. presidents of the United States come, and the leader of Congress, the third most powerful person in the world, comes and kisses his ring, comes to his house, comes to dinner. Right. And so the the compliment is that guy that wrote those books and has these podcasts. He 
he snapped that guy's attention in about 10, 15 minutes. John, everybody wants to go to John's office. So I was impressed. Like, wow. Because John touched Corey. I mean, that, I mean, everybody wants to go to John, John Morgan's office and talking about something. And so, you know, imagine that we should all take the class on Corey on how to get the famous people or, or influential people. Because, again, John Morgan's so busy to give Corey time in his office. Uh, that, was, that was a huge get, I think they call it, a get. Yes. So uh, if anybody's interested in, in uh, hearing more of my story, uh, again, I, my father committed suicide. My mother left us, me and my brother and my father when we were six. So if anybody's interested in hearing more of my story, I, I've been told it's inspiring. Certainly you can contact me. I believe they're going to put the, my uh, phone number on the, on the below me, my email address. Uh, I'd certainly love to talk to any group or organization. Again, I, I, I know that my uh, wheelhouse is people that are below me. Somebody told me one time, they go, Mike, it's hard to, for you to talk to people that make more money than you because they've, they've accepted and, and got what you have and more. But, you know, uh, I work very well. Uh, I think it, my message goes over very well with any blue collar workers or people that are struggling to, to, uh, do better. Again, poor crippled kid and, uh, I learned the idea about who you, you are, who you hang around with, and, and uh, ask questions of people that have what you don't have. So if anybody would want to contact me, I'm certainly welcome to uh, speak with you about how I might be able to help you. Accept speaking engagements all over the country. Uh, please call me, email me, and we'll discuss rates and, and what you may need from me and what I can deliver. And uh, so I'm looking forward to speaking with you. Yeah, I figured I was going to be there for like an hour, and we ended up sitting there for close to four hours. I think the point was like in the morning, and then we went till I think it was like 12, 30, 1 o'clock, and then he had a lunch appointment to go to, and he went through, I mean, he spent a lot of time. He was very kind, and he, and I remember you were saying something, a lot of people want advice from him, and he just doesn't want to give it to him yeah. because he knows most people aren't going to do anything right. with it. And that's and that's the key that that he that he gave you four hours. So he obviously and he is a you know he says Mike I like type A people. And he goes oh he goes I'll give somebody advice and if they don't take it don't they don't want I'm going to come back and ask them the same thing because it's like I already told you how to do that. So so and then, so when I see John periodically he'll go is that kid that kid remember that kid you introduced him to is he's on is that the kid on YouTube is that the kid and he's talking about Corey. So again. Uh, you know, I'm a big fan of Corey's Andy's and John Morgan. And so it's, it, it, it's amazing that John Morgan still remembers who he was and gave him four hours. Cause that guy, I mean, the, who gets four hours of John Morgan, Nancy Pelosi, maybe, I don't know, Barack Obama, but, but that was a huge get for Corey. I mean, that, that was, the uh, that was something that of the things to come, right? Because I could, I don't think I could get four hours with John Morgan, and we're supposed to be friends. And when I see him, he goes, "I love Mike Matters," and I got a picture. Let me. I'm sorry to monopolize, but do you remember we were at that party and you said you don't Joe, you don't know John you don't know John Morgan. He's over in the corner. I think you were there too. And he, we we're at somebody's in somebody's backyard, and they go, "You said you know John Morgan," and I go, "I do, but I'm not gonna. I don't want to talk to him because he John Morgan tells great stories." Mm. So so you said, "I go go talk to him." I go, "I, I don't want to." He walks by and you say, I've got the picture to prove it. You say, Mr. Morgan, do you know this guy? And the guy goes, and John goes, 
do I know this guy? I love Mike Metters. He called the official photographer over there and said, you got, you ready? And he kissed my cheek and I've got that hanging in my room. And you said that. that. You don't remember? No, but was that 20 years ago? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember everything. Too many cocktails. Yeah, yeah too many cocktails. But no. anyway. So. I do think I kind of vaguely remember that part. I mean, of it. A little bit. I remember that I wasn't outside. outside yeah, outside. Open. The guy's yeah. name was Xander Clem, and we were all had suits on. I, I could I, I still have the picture in my room. And as a matter of fact, you're in the picture. And I don't think, I don't know if Corey is, but you're not it not sitting next to me and John, but well, you are in the picture. Absolutely. You know. yeah. Okay. So anyway. Fair enough. But I, but. Just to go for, uh, just take it just one step forward. I'm a big fan of both these guys, and uh, a lot of my success and the things that have happened to me is because these two guys sitting across from me. So I'm a big, I'm a president of so, both their fan clubs. So how did we meet you? Because of John Morgan and no. who passed the how did it all No, happen? I remember. Well, I was Mike a, was the our sales rep. For I know, but how did we get to Mike? So well, this girl. So tell the story. story about how when I called the station and I was looking to advertise. Some girl, her name was Taryn. She calls. She goes, Mike. I know you. I know you have some real estate. And so there's this guy, kid. He called him a kid. There's a kid. He's asking about advertising, and so you should call him. And I go, okay. And I, most of uh, people that call for advertising. It, it never pans out. Like we we're talking to Andy earlier about guys calling him, and it's you know, it, leads are most leads are not very good. So anyway, I call this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, we I have an office behind the ABC on on Fairbanks, or excuse me, fourteen oh eight Trevilian, right? Exactly. Never fourteen eleven, fourteen eleven, okay, which is now a the ABC lot. liquor store, yeah. right? <laughs> so I go it's gone. And, and again, so we we. Uh, talking i was thinking i don't know and you know Corey's always been very sure of himself and i was impressed with that so he spends four thousand dollars and the and the, and the the worst answer to ever ask or the worst question is say how did it work how did your advertising work did you and you know then you as a as a sales rep which i am that's account executive they say that's the worst thing because you you print you uh flinch because you like it didn't work and so that's somebody's harder money so I said, so how did it work, Corey? And he goes, it didn't. And I was just about to start going, well, you know, it's because maybe the lighting and maybe we should have done this. And, you know, it's the 100 million questions, comebacks, excuses. And he goes, and I'm paraphrasing, but he says something like, I, I don't care. It's got to work. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And that's the only person that ever said, you got to figure it out. Most people are like, I don't, I, no, we're not doing it anymore. It's $4,000 and I'm going to a Dutch station or I'm going to, that guy says, I don't know. You got to figure it out. And I was like, wow, that, I mean, that, that was impressive because most people are like, nah, that, that doesn't work. I'm going to buy uh, uh, bus, bus stop uh, benches. But he said, no, no, you got to figure it out. And I think then is when we got to John Morgan or you got to John Morgan. Yeah, I think it was a few months after that. Yeah. But, you know, because how we started out, anybody that's driven around and like comes off like an interstate or a major intersection, you probably see these little signs in the corner. They're like made of wire. They're kind of U-shaped. And there's like a fold-over sign that's kind of waterproof, pre-printed, and there's all kinds of things that they advertise in those. Well, that was how we used to sell our foreclosure properties once they were fixed up, is we would put them around the area that, you know, lease purchase, things of that nature. And the phone would ring off the hook. We would get a ton of leads. And so I, we, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we, Chunky? Bandit signs used to call them. Yeah, bandit signs. So we had them like everywhere and so i had these two guys working for me and they were they were like part-time and say so we work from like 11 o'clock at night till three or four in the morning they had a map book they had a route so i had orange osceola lake and seminole county so four counties and they were putting like thousands of these signs i think i paid them like two or three dollars a signer 
or something like that. And these guys are making money, and they, they really love the extra money and the job, and they were really into it. Did a great job. The signs were everywhere, and the phones were ringing off the hook. We're getting deals. We're closing. We're making money. And I remember one afternoon, I see this pickup truck pull up and it was like orange county code enforcement (laughs) and i could just see the back of the truck is just stacked with all these our signs in the back of it and i'm thinking that's not good and my old business partner james you know he he had a big picture window overlooking the parking lot in the front and he was watching it and then so i just walked out the door and she says, are, are you one of the owners or something along the lines of that? And I said, yeah. And she says, I've been driving around all morning picking these signs up. It's totally illegal. I'm going to give you two weeks to get all these picked up. And if you don't, we're going to bring you up in front of the code enforcement board and fine you. <laughs> and so I got all these people working for me. I got processors that I've hired. Our main source of leads just poof is literally evaporated overnight and is going away. And that was around the time we were doing infomercials. I had just started doing infomercials because, you know, I, I basically had a few weeks because we, – so we took them all out of Orange County. I'm thinking, okay, we're good for a little bit. And then it was like one by one. Either they showed up at the office or they sent us nasty letters threatening to sue us if we didn't remove our signs. So I had to pay these guys to put all these signs out to go and you pick them back up. up. They were bummed because they liked the job and it was good money for them and it was working for us. And now I had no source of leads and I had all these people that I'd hired – I had overhead, I had expenses, and now like the phone's going to basically stop ringing. And so we started doing an infomercial, and then I also want to do like 30-second spots because I remember the infomercial time was like really expensive on your station compared to the station that I was I was advertising on. It was cable. Before. You were on cable, I believe. Yeah, it was like um, it, the, that actual television station became the Univision station in Orlando. They got they got bought out, and so they were going away. And so I was wasn't able to advertise there anymore. And I'm, you know, I got all these people dependent on me, and they need leads to do business. And that's where Mike kind of came in the picture. And so I spent, I think it was four or five thousand dollars, whatever yeah, it was, that thousands. first month. And Mike's like, "How'd it do?" And it was, and he's like, "It didn't work at all. The phone didn't ring once." Or something. <laughs> something. Like that. Sure. It was <laughs> terrible. And I was like, "Oh, so I started backpedaling." He goes, "No, no, no it's got to work." I was, I was like, like you wow. got to find a way. You got to figure that out. Yeah. Well, the I'm, average six months, right? Repetition was the key. Yeah, yeah. repetition. And, you know, John does, was, uh, uh, you know, he just got to stay with it. And, you know, yeah. eyeballs. He said, pick one station and stick Kill with it. them. Yep. And that was his, you know, part of the, a lot of the advice that he gave me. And so I listened to him. And because Mike was also John's sales rep at that, the Fox affiliate. <clears throat> At the time, and so I did what John told me to do. He was, he was, he was, he was walking the talk. He was, he was doing well, and so we stuck with it. And I think it was like probably about five months before we had our first closing. And I think we, at that point we had gotten up to spending ten thousand a month. Yeah. So I'm flipping foreclosure properties and taking my profit and spending money in advertising to start to build this build this retail division. I think it was close to five months. We had our first closing. And it was like forty five hundred bucks, and by that point I'm fifty thousand dollars in the hole. And, you know, after I paid Andy his 40% commission on, on that, it was like $1,500 or whatever it was. Like, I'm in a hole for 50 grand. On top of that, I paid the processor salary. And I think I'd, I'd lent him some money because he was broke at the time and advanced some cash. Yep. And so I had a lot of money on the, on the line. And this is going back 20 years ago. And I just believe that eventually we'll, we'll figure it out. You know, and that's the that's the thing. Both of you and uh, Andy's other being quiet, but I'm going to pop you some, with some stories about Andy. But I was always impressed with with Corey's uh, confidence. And you know, 
to stay the course. These guys are big ballers in every sense of the word. And uh, so it, it, somebody told me one time, you are who you hang around with. And I, I was drawn to these guys because they were big balling. I mean, we were nothing know. at the beginning. I, when I know, you met us. Yeah, but I mean, but even at that, he had that car Boy, smoking. He, what was that thing? Oh, smoke, the uh, yeah. the Lotus. The, yeah, um, I mean. But was they, the Lotus, Lotus Esprit? It was a V V8 twin turbo. And his friend 350 horsepower. English car, right? Huh? Was it English? Yeah, it was English. They, they imported 100 of these things a year in the United States. So we were all doing well. And I remember my business partner, Paul, was like, Corey, you need a Porsche, you know, because I was single at the time, dating, having fun. And I was like, sounds like a good idea. I was like, wasn't really into a Porsche. And my best friend at the time and I we were actually down hanging out in the Keys and partying. And I saw one of these things. It was the car that was in the original Pretty Woman movie with Richard Gere right. and Julia Roberts. And it had a big wing on the back. It was like, it was the one I saw in the Keys was like yellow. I was like, wow, it's amazing. And so we ended up going down to the, I think it was, uh, it was a, dealership in palm beach and they had like a red one there and it had this oz rims it was like it looked like a, a lambo it was just gorgeous i've totally fell in love with this car and obviously had to get one and again that that that's what i remember these guys were big balling and it, you know like i'm like why because he was in my opinion and, I, and he obviously he was a kid and they and andy the two and i want to tell that story and he goes I have a $500 belt, Mike. You have to see my $500 belt. Really? <laughs> and he said he was told me it was $900 later, recently. But but I was always like, oh, yeah. wow. Oh, was that the Hermes one? And then, then they and then they would be buying watches. Now, this is the truth. And they'd be like, oh, I got a Rolex watch. And blah, blah, blah. And I was like, why would you spend that kind of money? And as I hung around, I'm, I go, you know, because I'd be like, oh, $9,000, would that be a lot of money for a watch? I, I, to this day, I have a Rolex on. It's because these two guys trying to follow their lead. <laughs> I swear it. Whatever. And, the, and no, no, the nicer cars. And this one guy, Rick, it's a long story, but he went, he, I remember like a day, he went to like North Carolina to buy a twin turbo. Celica. Oh, it was a Supra. Yeah, Supra. It was a Toyota Supra. So those guys are big balling. 